3: They always follow
0: yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on V
2: Welcome in to Follow the Money Live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. If you're just joining us, know your eyes and ears do not deceive you. Not I am Mitch, not Paul. I am not Paulie Howard. I know we get confused for one another all the time. All the time. Don't you worry. Uh let's get into some college football, okay. Dave. Stormy Monttone and Dave Ross with you here. And um, I got a wonderful DM last night. Oh. And, you know, sometimes I, I look at these and I get a little questionable. I'm like, like hey,
4: what's going to happen? What's
2: going to be said to me right now? And it was a fourth meme drop of the day. It was a meme that was made of me from <laughs> no, co- no Context College Football uh, two years ago that has made the rounds again 30 days till college That's football a great returns. Meme. So this fantastic.
4: Where, where are you there? BYU.
2: <laughs> yes, I was at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. For anybody that is just listening to this, basically, um, it was during the COVID-impacted season where there are no fans in the stand. Right. And BYU, because they were an independent that year, had to build out their schedule essentially on a week-to-week basis, just throwing something together on the board. And they were playing Louisiana Tech that week. And their coach said to me, that all they had on BYU when they came in here because they weren't anticipating to play them was just this, a blank sheet of paper. So this is what I get
4: for doing <laughs> a prop. You put up your, it's a great prop For though. doing a prop Yeah, my nothing. stand-up.
2: And so it was, I got all these memes. It was like, Texas is back. It was, you know, just that's, all see, over that's the place. a good
4: use of Twitter. Yeah. So if you get those memes, <laughs> that's good. That's creative Twitter. I, I applaud that effort. By the way, could, like, Zach Wilson hear you on the sidelines? Because it must have been so quiet in there. It was,
2: well, they had the piped-in crowd oh, noise yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, right, like right, that. Right. But I will say, as a sideline reporter, I really, like, that was the best reporting I feel like I have ever done because I could hear everything. That that crowd noise could only do so much. Like, I'm hearing the inner workings of every yeah. conversation. Last year, I actually had to do my job, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, let's get into some of these college football games of the year. Um, in the VEASAN college football betting guide, our guy Adam Kramer has raked, ranked out the must-watch games and gives a little bit of analysis of how to bet them. And one I know that is very important to you and I that we really, really cannot wait for. Honestly, is just right out the gates. Week one, where we have Ohio State taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ohio State, a 14-and-a-half point wow. favorite. In the horseshoe, September 3rd. The environment is going to be awesome.
4: I think, I hope, that Marcus Freeman's got more than just a great hangover trailer for week one. Because, you know, when you when I hear him speak, and, you know, first-year head coach stepping up from the d spot, spot, and they're like, what about the college football playoff? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. week one. At, you know, at the shoe, and we're over a two-touchdown underdog. He didn't say that part, but Mm -hmm. he's like, we got to focus on Ohio State. Like, the priority is right where it needs to be. Forget about, you know, the the white uniforms against BYU and all this stuff here in Las Vegas. It's really about week one, because if they get the doors blown off of them, they're going to go, uh-oh, what do we do?
2: Well, and if I'm Notre Dame, like, you have to go into there and not be intimidated. That's going to be hard Because you saw what happened last year with Oregon. It is possible. there can be chinks in the armor at times, but to that same token, how ticked off are the Buckeyes that that's the way they started their season a year ago. and they don't want to start a year on that note. They're gonna no. be guns ablazing with that explosive offense led by the Heisman Trophy favorite in CJ Stroud. So it's uh, I think that's gonna be a great measuring stick game if Notre Dame can keep it close. Um, I am I'm probably not gonna bet this game specifically because I am a Notre Dame fan mm-hmm. and am too cautiously optimistic that they will keep it close. I, I because think, my gut tells me, ooh, I, I would take the points there, but I, I think I probably can't do it.
4: And the other thing is, and we saw this last year once Ohio State kind of got it rolling there in the middle after the Oregon game, and Wes Reynolds and I on those Saturday shows would say, don't, I don't want to be in front of Ohio State right now, right? I do worry about Notre Dame in this spot. It, I, I've not played it, probably will not play it as well. But if you made me play it, I would lay the points. Because to me, I don't see a, a nip-tuck game. Well,
2: words words hurt, Dave. That's fine. But continue. <laughs> I,
4: I don't see a scenario where all of a sudden it's fourth quarter and it's, you know, one possession game. I don't see that. Maybe a back to recover from Notre Dame, best case scenario. But that offense of Ohio State, this is why C.J. Fr- Stroud is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy for very good reason, right? Because the weapons look sensational. And it's not like i got to learn who these guys are. Mm -hmm. They've already been playing together for a year. They're going to hit the ground running. To me, Notre Dame is the team that's coming in. We've got to kind of figure out what the offense is going to look like. Got a great tight end. We understand they have parts. I mean, Ohio State's got dudes everywhere. So to me, offensively, I hope you can play keep up because Ohio State's going to put a lot of points on the board.
2: Of the other September 3rd games that are out there, Arkansas, 6.5-point favorite against Cincinnati. Georgia, favored by 17 wow. against Dan Lanning, their former defensive coordinator in the Oregon Ducks. Utah, uh, a little is. bit of a dicey line there. Two-point favorite in the Swamp against the Florida Gators. So How of those, that? Of those three, is that the one that stands out? Because you've rest?
4: been selling me on Utah, and I'm buying what, what you're can selling. I say? You've got me all hyped up on Mountain Dew on the Utes. <laughs> so I look at it, and I go, if they are who... I think we both now, because you've convinced me, of who they are. And they have a long-shot Heisman candidate and Cam Rising, a quarterback. And you got a a head coach that you trust with an identity. 18
2: years with the (laughs) Utes.
4: Right? So I know it's the swamp. And, like, you don't go down to Gainesville on the ROAD and get a week one win. But if the Utes are who we think they are. I think both of us think they should be the favorites, the rightful favorites to win the Pac-12. They should be able to handle Florida on the road. Now, it is going to be daunting because that place I've been there is, it's a sensational environment. There's nothing quite like it. I haven't been there for a game, but I've been to Gainesville, see the stadium, and just being around that atmosphere, it is legit. I mean, that's SEC country when you see it and you roll into Ocala, Florida, down there in Gainesville. So I'm looking at it going, if Utah is who we think they are, I'm laying the two.
2: They have to win that game, and they have to make a statement to start their season and get the nation talking about them. In non-con. I'm, I'm very intrigued to have that conversation with Yogi Roth yep. at Pac-12 Network um, at the end of Hour 3 of the program because I know that he'll have some good insight on his thoughts and his outlook on the youths as well coming into this season. But the big question mark to me is, okay, Anthony Richardson, we know what a special talent he's mm-hmm. going to be. How much does he try to get that national attention and recognition for Billy Napier's squad in year one? So it'll be a fun game. I'm really, really looking forward to it personally. Well,
4: and when you look a little bit down the road at, at the slate, I mean, how does October 8 not just, just leap sleep off oh, the page? My goodness. So you're going to give Jimbo 16 and a hook against Bama? I mean, Nick wants to rub his nose in it. That I, that game is so intriguing to me on so many different levels.
2: Nick Saban is going to exercise all of his demons in that game. We have talked so much. So I know that that's 16 and a half. You wa- I mean, let's let's bet it. Let's take it. Especially because, I mean, we lost this game a year. I mean, we won this game a year ago for right. a We have the confidence that we can do it again. No, 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 no. This is another one that I have to stay away from this line because it is so tempting to take those points. Well, oh, I want to take the points I so badly. I know you do. I want to. But I am telling you, Nick Saban has talked openly about him having the pieces on offense and defense that he's never had at this level before, Whoa. how special these players are. He's not going to go out of his way to say those things if he doesn't legitimately mean it. We had Roman Harper of SEC Network on the squad saying that it would be the biggest travesty in Nick Saban's career if they don't win a national championship because of how good they are. So I think Saban's still a a little bit ticked off at this whole situation. They can play nice publicly Uh, all they want to at media days. He is going to want to crush this Texas A&M squad. And if they get a little bit of a window of a lead early, he's going to continue to put his foot on the gas, pedal to the metal, rub your nose in it. If they could get a 30-point lead, they're going to keep adding to it. I don't care.
4: Does Nick go in pregame speech and say, Hey, all you guys that they say we paid for, now it's time to go make that money well spent, and let's go beat their asses. Like I just wonder what the what is he going to address it to the kids before the game? Because I would almost knows... walk
2: in there and be like, nothing needs to be said.
4: Oh, you think he goes the other way? I don't. I, you don't have to bring back the you Jimbo guys, combo.
2: You guys already know. You guys I, already know. Well, the, that's, kid, that's how and the kids
4: know. I mean, right. The kids know this is all out there. So it's like the Alabama kids like now you're saying what that we're cheaters and we we've skirted? like that's now my name that you've you've sullied, if you will, Jimbo. Right. So I don't mind. Like to me, this is great. And I know like it's supposed to be taboo and Jimbo wasn't supposed to do that. And the Nick wasn't supposed to fire back. So all well, it's that stuff. Well, vice versa. Was like,
2: like Nick technically started he, it. But he did
4: technically start it, right? And then he apologized a little bit, kind of. They like, both apologized. I shouldn't, shouldn't have gone there, but like, but they. But, but it's good. Oh, but I isn't it good drama. that it's out of the bag? Like we don't have to hide it. Yeah. But we know everybody wink, wink knew all this stuff was going on anyway.
2: I am somebody who really like does a good job of staying away from drama in my personal life. But boy, do I love watching it from the outside
4: looking. It's a lot in. of fun. And
2: this is in sports. It is the. I swear to you, sports are the best reality television that we can get sometimes with the way that these storylines play out. Uh, we've only got about a minute left here. So any other games for you that stand out above the rest you want to make sure we touch on?
4: I, I don't know that Jim Harbaugh actually knows what the spread is for the rematch against Ohio State. Mm. But when you're getting almost two tutties against your rival, like to me, like Michigan's already being disrespected. They were in the college football playoff last year. They housed Ohio State. Right? All that stuff happened. And now all of a sudden, we're just sp- supposed to go right back to pre 2021. We're supposed to go right back to Ohio State being the dominant force and Michigan being the little brother. Like, to me, that's one. If if Michigan has turned a page, if Jim Harbaugh's mm-hmm. turned a page, then that game's got to be more competitive than what the odds make. They
2: finally say. conquered the Buckeyes a year yeah, ago. You can't rest on those laurels you now. You cannot. You cannot. You think, think so.
4: Harbs knows what that spread is? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Drinking milk, pounding Every, milk.
2: Yes, because they love to—they love to know they're being doubted. Everybody does. Yeah, of course. So look I, what they think of you. I think that's tremendous. That is a bucket list game. Like I want to see that rivalry in person. Where do you want to see it? i, I was about to say I don't care if it's the big horse house or, or the, the big shoe. house. I'm going at some point in my life. It is. Um, it's just the best. Uh, we have to talk baseball next yeah. because there is a busy slate ahead. And the NL East, your Metropolitan, getting boys. competitive as ever atop that division. So when we come back, who actually is going to win the thing? Will Dave be honest or will he have Mets-covered glasses? <laughs> Don't go anywhere.
0: the sports betting
1: network
2: here are today's top horse racing plays from express Bet analyst jeff siegel at saratoga in the seventh race jeff likes number eight be better at four to one we always say that be better uh and at del mar in the eighth race jeff has number four pepperman on top at 5 to 1, you can wager on these races and more at First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VEASAN. And if you sign up today using the code Vegas 22 you'll get $100 in free bets. Go to com slash forces for details on this exclusive offer just for VEASAN fans. That's com slash forces. And your girl will be at Del Mar Whoa. tomorrow. She will also be out at the Padres Twins game tonight. So let's talk a little bit of baseball. And as much as I know you love talking about the West Coast teams, (laughs) I won't subject you to that. We will go east. All right. (laughs) Um, Your Metropolitans continue to hold the lead in the NL East, but the Braves, after being down 10 and a half games to start the month of June, are now within that window just three games back of the Metropolitan.
4: And they got it as close as a half game. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of a sudden, thank you, Philadelphia Phillies, for Mets fans doing some yeoman's work <laughs> in the last week. Uh, Dicey, look, the Mets getting that two-game sweep of the, the Bronx Bombers in the uh, Crosstown series, that was big for New York a little bit to kind of get that mojo back a little bit. The nervy part for me, and I, I call him the king of New York, Will Hill. We have him all, all across the network. And, you know, Will and I talk and, and DM all the time about Jacob DeCrom. And as a Mets fan, like, to me, if you want to back, back the Mets in the Futures to hold on, you got to lay 250. Well, when is Jacob coming back? That was
2: my primary question for you. Is like there's this belief from a lot of folks out there that hey, maybe he might not be.
4: It it feels like. So where where do you stand on this? Yeah. Well, to me at this stage, and I had said this at the beginning of the year. And by the way, I played zero match features at the beginning of the year. I wanted to, and then if you all remember, first week right before the start of the season, Degrom goes down. I go, well, there's no way I'm playing this team without Jacob well then you know Mad Max has been Mad Max and and got some really good starts Chris Bassett's been fantastic picking him him up from Oakland this year and then you go well once Jacob comes back and I said then I said don't bring him back until the all-star break well now we've come and gone from the all-star break and it feels like you always hear everything's good but then like a little minor setback the shoulder
2: soreness like when's the rehab start gonna come back again like I just don't know. It's just so hard to get a it's read on this August. situation. It's almost August.
4: I mean, we're talking about it's almost August and here. And he
2: is the best in baseball. Sorry, Shohei. He He's
4: actually the best pitcher in the game. Yes. When healthy. So all I all I could ask for from a betting perspective, if you want to bet the Mets, is you look at you know plus six fifty to win the whole thing, three to one to win the the the, uh, the pennant. Is Jacob DeGrom healthy? Mm-hmm. I don't want three quarters of a Jacob DeGrom back or a half of Jacob DeGrom back because you've seen that before with New York, and then it's a ticking time bomb, and he's going to have to get shut down again. So do they haven't rushed it, which is good. It's been very un-Mets-like. Give him all the time he needs, because the only way that this team does anything that's truly meaningful, and that's in the second season, is if DeGrom is a healthy part of the rotation.
2: Now, both the Mets and Braves, have had highs and lows to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Braves high, obviously that 14 game win streak that brought them back in the division race to the extent that they have been. But next week at City Field. Oh boy. Five game date, Braves and Mets head to head, twelve games total well, that that's... they still have to play against one another. The Mets do have a one game advantage in the series so far to this point, but that's gonna be that's an exciting run. Well, okay, so as a fan, it's unnerving for you.
4: Very unnerving. And again, the, the group text. You know, meet the mess with my boys. And every day, every day, you know, getting Tyler Naquin. It's like, well, what's he going to do for us? And what does this mean for Luis Guillerme? Is he going to play more third? What does this mean for the squirrel? Like, these are the conversations that Met fans have on a day-in, day-out basis. And it always feels like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And not necessarily in a good way. So I'm trying to be, like, glass half full because we are almost to August. And the Metropolitan still are in first place with that three-game lead. But it's going to come down to those 12 dates with the Braves. That's what it's going to come down to. And, like, it does matter who wins the division. So, yeah, you'd feel really good if you got to go into the one game in the wild card scenario and, you know, see, you know, you you throw DeGrom or throw Scherzer, you feel pretty good about it. But you don't want to get into a a, a mini short series and and have it all decided. Have
2: it come down to that.
4: You don't. You want to get into a scenario where you're going, well, I know I can go my full complement. If the Mets can get to a spot where they have DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett, one, two, three, I'll take the chances against the Dodgers, anybody else in the National League. That's as good as a 1-2-3 when healthy. I trust that rotation, that top-of-the-line rotation against the Dodgers, against the Braves, against anybody else out there you want to put. But it is incumbent upon DeGrom to be 100% healthy. So I know the temptation is there. But every time you see these reports of a little tightness here and a little setback here, be patient. You've gone this long. Even if it means September.
2: I was going to say, if he is held out and gets to kick the rust off right before you get to the playoffs, Wonderful. then that's honestly best case scenario Absolutely. for you guys. Absolutely. That the, if he's the September. Be you bring in. It, if you
4: bring it, you have to wait one more month, and it comes in theoretically in September, a full month to get ready. Green light, go.
2: Now, the Braves, too, have had some injuries. and in I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. hasn't even been the real no. Ronald Acuna Jr. So if he's somebody that gets hot and can be a difference maker for Atlanta, like that's a team that I could see being a little bit scary down the stretch in the postseason as well, um, plus 8.50 in the World Series odds to repeat. The Mets, obviously, the shorter shot there at seven mm-hmm. Um, But I like some of those like mid-range short shots that you're not getting the Yankees or Dodgers, but kind of that next tier of teams. I think there's some intrigue in those numbers.
4: No question. And by what we've talked a little bit about it this week, on Father the money. Like Ronald Acuna has got a ring. He didn't. He he is, is going to go, I didn't do anything to get that. Mm-hmm. Of course, you did in the regular season. You're the best player, you know, seven days yeah, a week. Yeah, but going get through an
2: injury like that and not getting to be a part of it. Granted, that's part of what galvanized Atlanta Absolutely. to get to that point. But he
4: but... wants to make a difference Absolutely. on the biggest stage. So that does worry me if you're trying to fade the Braves a little bit, remembering that they did this without Acuna. That is actually ridiculous when you think about it as talented a player as Acuna is. So, yeah, I've got a lot of Braves fans out there that we fight like cats and dogs with, too. And they're like, yeah, our best player wasn't there and we won? Good luck this September and October. They're going to be a tough out. There's no way anybody should be thinking that the Braves are going to go away quietly into the good night. That's not going to happen. So as a Met fan, yeah, they make me nervous. That 12-game stretch is huge, and the Braves know it. Mm -hmm. They know they want to win this division for those reasons we already mentioned. Yeah, I would not fade the Braves at all.
2: So still a few games, though, before we get to that five-game set at City Field between these two, um, and a little bit of a different stretch here in the short term, mm-hmm. where the Mets have to face the Marlins for a three-game set that begins tonight, and Atlanta gets the Diamondbacks. So like this <laughs> is an interesting period before they go head-to-head as well, seeing like if the Mets can continue to dominate good teams, or if... You know, you have Atlanta on the other side that, hey, just handle your business against the teams that you're clearly better than on paper.
4: And that, again, they know when they're coming up on the schedule too, right? So all of the games at a uh 16 You want to get
2: hot coming into that series. You do. want to be feeling good about your game.
4: If you can pound the, the teams you should pound before that series happens, you feel a whole lot better about yourselves. I'm Look, I'm just nervous Nelly when it comes to this, this team. And the Marlins – I've been scrappy as of late. I know Yeah, that's playing... what I was going
2: to say. This, this one specifically might be a tough one just because, I mean, Chris Bassett on the Hill, so you feel confident about that, but against Sandy.
4: See, Sandy Day.
2: so it's Sandy like, Day. That
4: advantage Braves, right? So it does shape up for right now before you get to that that huge series. It does favor the Braves. I mean, again, let's find out if they take care of business against the D-backs. And sometimes you emotionally or almost psychologically let down a little bit knowing the Mets are on the horizon and we got the D-backs coming in. Well, this should be a cakewalk. I don't think they're built that way, and I would expect the Braves to take care of business here, and that's what you do fear Absolutely as a Mets fan, should. that you got to scrap it out with the scrappy Marlins and Sandy Day, and they, by the way, get the D-backs.
2: You can't pull in an Astros and, no, and beat the Yankees the, and then turn around. The yes, you can't, you can't allow something like that to happen. Um, this game tonight, by the way, so Mets are a minus-130 favorite in this one, but because of that pitchers duel that we have here, the over-under set at six and a half. How about that? With these two. It's like, what so. year
4: is it where you have a six and a half total with, by the <laughs> way, no pitchers hitting anymore, right? So you get universal DH and yet a six and a half. But I don't know how you play the over uh, unless you just don't trust the bullpens. I get that. But in the first five, woo, that screams under right now with Bassett and Sandy.
2: Meanwhile, the Atlanta game, which I know we're going to talk to a good bit with John Legaza when he mm-hmm. joins us in the next segment, MLB writer for The Athletic. Um, that the Braves are a more than $2 home favorite taking on the D-backs and Mad Bum today. Total nine juiced under this time around. But, I mean, they should take advantage and win in a big way. Do you
4: feel bad for Mad Bum at any point? I mean, I know the people going to know. The only time the I moment. ever
2: felt bad for him was that one instance with the umpire and the hand stuff. Other than that, I don't feel bad for him. But why do you ask?
4: Well, you know, like, it's a, I think he's a Hall of Famer, right? But it, clearly the best days are behind him. Right now, right?
2: Listen, I had the diamondback season win total under this year, so they've he's... been really annoying for me.
4: <laughs> like you like, I don't know, like Dallas Keuchel. I'm not
2: here to talk careers just like this season. Why are you doing this to me?
4: Like when you look at guys to me that look like they were at least at one point, trajectory was Hall of Fame. Dallas Keuchel was talked about like that. And now the guy is just bouncing around team to team. And you look at Mad Bump, he's a Hall of Famer. And he's got to be on the D backs and pitch for this just more of franchise right now. Like, you couldn't trade him. You couldn't have traded him before the deadline. Like, you can't make that move. Is there anything left for Mad Bomb? Guy's still competitive. He can pound beers. Can he get outs anymore? <laughs> that I don't know.
2: Feedback's more like feedback. I won't say it. I won't <laughs> it's say there. it, but y'all know it's there. We know it's there. We're going to keep going with Major League Baseball, though, on the other side. Like I said, John Legaza joining us, MLB handicapper, writer for The Athletic, does a great job diving into a lot of the analytics. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back.
0: Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting
1: network.
2: The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, which includes team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions. Everything you could want and need is in this guide. The only way to get access to this football betting guide is to become a decent all-access subscriber. Signing up is super easy, so become a subscriber, all-access today, and get everything we offer for the entire football season, which, in addition to the college betting guide, also includes our upcoming pro football betting guide coming out soon. Subscribe now at Beeson.com slash subscribe. Stormy, Bon, and Tony and Dave Ross in for the guys here. You've been uh,
4: memed again. My own
2: (laughs) team (laughs) meming me out here. Well
4: played, Elliot.
2: Wow. For those of you just joining us, we talked a little bit earlier about a meme a couple years ago that Mm -hmm. was viral a little bit that has since slid back into my DMs and now our team has the college football betting guide in my hand that's all you need it's
4: pretty good it's creativity love it so much proper use of neeming
2: (laughs) well just like the college football season 30 days away (laughs) nfl training camps underway we've also got major league baseball in full swing currently Pun intended, because that's the way your girl does it. <laughs> 15 games of baseball, no day baseball. And if you heard that little laugh, that is our good friend, John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, also host of the Cork Stats podcast at MLB Moving Average AVG on Twitter. Welcome in my pinstriped <laughs> brethren. How are you?
1: stormy ciao bella what's going on you're a poet and you didn't even know it. Oh, what
2: a guy so excited to have you back with us my friend and uh, your yankees congratulations bounce back yesterday shout out aaron judge wow. with his third walk-off homer of the year but what i really want to talk to you about is that series with the mets what happened my man
1: ah oh, these things happen you know it's funny as as wound up as i generally come off being, right? I kind of guess I kind of live in the red line. I really don't overreact to any of the ebbs and flows. Remember, the Pirates swept the Dodgers. It, these things happen. I really don't overreact. The Yankees are very good. I was more worried about the pitching health. And then, you know, we saw Severino go down. That's the real thing that I have my eye on. Usually the macro opposed to the micro, especially given the circumstance. The Yankees are, you know, a country mile ahead of the field.
4: John, it's interesting because Stormy and I were just discussing it with the Metropolitans as a long-suffering Metropolitan fan, you're waiting for something to go wrong, whether or not Jacob DeGrom's going to come back, when he's going to come back. Big series with the Braves looming on the horizon here. Is there more consternation in New York about the Yankees in the
1: postseason or the Mets in the postseason? Well, it has to be the Mets. One, it's been a bit since the Yankees have kind of truly been dominant, but Yankee fans have been there. Met fans, again, like you say, they're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. New ownership, new front org, new players, eliminate those things from the range of outcomes. This is a new sheriff in town. These Mets are very good. And again, you're going to hear me kind of boring speaking about pitching health and pitching depth. I think that's the thing they are concerned about and should be concerned about. Is the Grom going to get back healthy? Will Scherzer close out strong? And remember, Taiwan Walker and Carlos Carrasco both have very spotted injury pasts as impactful as they've been on a per inning basis, I think if I'm the Mets, I'm looking to add one more arm. Mm. I, I think so. They they probably need one more. We saw
4: you know, getting Napier yesterday uh, uh, from the Reds, but they need pitching help. They really do. Maybe one more arm would go a long way for the Metropolitan
2: and I kind of along those same lines with what the Yankees might need are, are they out of the Juan Soto sweepstakes now that they got Andrew Benintendi or, or what are your thoughts on what might happen for them at, at the August 2nd deadline
1: Man, I am so torn right here. This is like a true King Solomon situation. I love the Yankees. My son's nursery and my blood are both pinch And the only piece of apparel I own that's not of the Yankees is Juan Soto. He is unbelievable. But really, the Yankees already have an embarrassment of riches. If you can get it done, listen, you get it done. I give away any 18 year old for Juan Soto. That being said, I really don't think they're serious. I think you're seeing agents kind of playing teams against each other right now. All right,
2: right on.
4: Yeah, and we saw yesterday with the home run that you mentioned, Stormy, with Aaron Judge, and it just gets right back to the MVP conversation, right? What is truly most valuable with what Judge is doing versus what Shohei Otani is doing? John, I I know what what New Yorkers are going to think, but how do you think this plays out from a betting perspective? Because every day it feels like the market changes a little bit. How do you judge most valuable versus what these two guys
1: are doing? Well, here we go the problem with taxonomy and subjective elements in regards to player awards. I don't know the answer. We need a different <laughs> award for Shohei Ohtani. What he's doing is remarkable and to not consider him most valuable putting up two legitimate stat lines has never been done before, especially in the same game. He's going to get 12 strikeouts and hit the winning two-run double. <laughs> Come on, as good as Aaron Judge has been a true dominant force on the league, I just don't see how he can compete with a player that's going to be a top 30 starter as well. So until we come up with a new award or way to just give Otani his due, I think he's the favorite just because. And I know that's kind of a lawyer answer, but that's how I feel.
2: Here with MLB handicapper and writer for The Athletic, John Legaza. John, a 15-game slate today. No day baseball for us, but a lot of options tonight. As you went through the card, what's one game that stood above the rest for you from a betting perspective?
1: Okay, the first one that I really liked was the Bravos in Atlanta. They're going to be home against the Diamondbacks facing Bumgarner. And I think a lot of times the public and books kind of set those initial feelings, right, that fulcrum on the weight and the scale based on ERA, and that's probably a good way to get in trouble. 3-7 ERA from Bumgarner, but I see the XFIP in Sierra up over 4.5, single-digit K-minus walk, single-digit swinging strike, and in-zone contact rate up over 89. you got to keep that in mind. He's going to have to beat the Braves in the zone, and they crush left-handed pitching. Remember, also for Bumgarner, it's very important to look at splits. We've seen the weather change and its subsequent impact on the ball. First seven starts for Bumgarner, 178 ERA, 112 whip. Wowza. Last 13 <laughs> times out, 4-5 ERA, 1-5 whip, probably more of what we expect. Fastball and the cutter combined, 65 use. 500 expected slug. You know me, Stormy. I'm always popping the hood. I want to see what's going on with the underpinnings here. That's the kind of stuff we want to go after. We know Acuna. We know Riley. They feast on lefties. And Kyle Wright has been a GOAT. And I know I got your favorite term here. Forget the 295 ERA 116 whip. Those are output stats. He is a grill master. Low and 53. slow, baby. You know low and what does slow. It mean? <laughs> Stormy, what does it mean, baby? He keeps it low. He keeps it slow. The ribs are falling off the bone, baby. 53 ground ball. 27 hard hit. Both of his off-speed Warriors have a 31% whiff rate, and we know the offenses. It's a total disparity here. I'm really shocked the run line is down around near even money. I think I got it at plus 100. Maybe it's minus 105 now. I think the Bravos clear this one pretty easily today.
4: John's getting me pretty hungry for some ribs here uh, <laughs> early in the morning. Uh, what about the Redbirds? I, I don't know that we expected St. Louis to be in competition all season long with Milwaukee at the top of the division. Uh, do you like them today, and if so, what's the right play?
1: Yes, well, I absolutely like The Cardinals, yeah, they are really kind of surprising, but I think the Cardinals show us that you could win over the long term by doing it properly. Pitching, that's good enough. Very good defense. Very good base running skills. You know, the things we don't always talk about in betting and fantasy and all those kind of games. So let's get into it. Miles Mikos, he's been phenomenal. 287 ERA, .99 whip, OPS at 609. Another grill master, low and slow, with the home run rate below one, always so important. And again, we know he's been very good. He went out and gave up six runs last time. I love that. That's my favorite time to get behind a very good pitcher. Is coming off a bad start. We're going to B T F D. That comes from Wall Street, buy the dip. You could figure out what the F means. Remember, one third of his starts, he's gone at least seven innings. Flip side, Annabelle Sanchez. How is he still in the league going back to 2020? A 6-6 six, six era. Remember, I'm not just going to use the 10 innings from this year. I'm all about the nuance and the context. I never want to misframe, but that's what you got here. Two home runs per nine going back to 2020. Righties, the vast majority of hitters, have a 342 batting average plus 1,000 OPS net span. Cardinals, get back Goldie, get back Arenado. Best team barrel percentage since the All-Star break. Top five WRC+. plus. Against Washington, we know is pretty much a bottom feeder outside of Soto bottom five in BA OPS and barrel is 250 plate appearances. Again, give me the Cardinals to cover it up right around even money. I think I saw a minus one Oh five Cardinals covered up minus one and a half.
2: John, in this last minute or so that we have here with you, I know that you are also a prop master flash yourself and you <laughs> love finding value in those total bases props. Is there one that stood out to you in today's slate?
1: Yes, and sometimes it's really a lot of fun. Yes, I'm kind of the one-man band, banging the drum, blowing the harmonica. Sometimes it's this easy. The Tigers are not very good. Brian Garcia might be worse than that. The Blue Jays are very good. Vlad Guerrero maybe the best in the business. Garcia, again, all the things we go after. The real thing here that I like to look at is the Arsenal. I like to dissect these things. Garcia throws the sinker. 55% 55% of the time. So sometimes pitchers are not bad. The arsenal is not robust enough. So 55% use in a sinker, 650 expected slug out. Vlad, 17 doubles, 17 homers against righties on the year. 419 BA, last 35 plate appearances. And against right-handed sinkers, again, that kind of granular analysis Five fifty-six slug, fifteen percent barrel, and four Shamalama ding dongs against right-handed sinkers. Vlad is going over one and a half total bases. I can't believe this is still at minus one hundred five. It's gonna move thirty cents by the end of the day. Mark my words.
2: Nobody does it like you, That's my fantastic. friend. Thank you for the time. Appreciate Great you. you, John.
1: Take care. Thank you for having me.
2: That's our guy. John Legaza at MLB moving average. That's AVG on Twitter. And he does a great job, not only posting his plays, but getting into the analytics, Absolutely. sharing the whys of why you bet something has his algorithms that he puts out there. So um, great stuff from John. We will get back into football conversation after we take a quick time out here on follow the money wild or right hmm. with some comments that have been made about top tier quarterback. Oh. league.
4: The Sports
1: Betting
2: Network. Get 60% off all expert picks at winnersandwiners.com with the promo code FTMVSLR60 at checkout. Tired paying for losers? Well, winners and winers best bets are back for the win guarantee because nobody should have to pay for losing picks. Their top experts just went. A combined 3-0-1. And and they're real excited for what's on tap for today. Use the promo code ftmvslr 60 at checkout and get 60% off all expert picks today. Winnersandwiners.com. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross in for Mitch and Polly. Their final day of vacation. Enjoy the vacation, boys. Yes, I hope you all had a good time with us while we have handled the desk duties here. Sean King, big thank you to him as well for all that he has done. Now... In the NFL, Mm -hmm. there is an athletic article that Mm -hmm. came out recently. Um, Yes, an anonymous DCs, head coaches, general managers talked to the Athletics' Mike Sando, giving their blunt opinions on a number of the top quarterbacks in the league. One that has made the rounds more than any other has been the comments from an anonymous defensive coordinator on Lamar Jackson. It says, if he has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game. Oh! He's so unique as an athlete, and he's really good football player, but I don't care if he wins league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback. He'll be a one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. So, shots fired. Very wild comments. Hence why we're calling this segment Wild or Right. Before I get your opinion on it, let's hear what Lamar Jackson had to say
6: about it. I mean, I guess this is what comes with it. You know, um, when you... When you're trying to be great, you know, when you're trying to work your tail off, it's going to be negativity. But, you know, they hated Jesus. And I'm not Jesus, so I don't, I don't really worry about it.
4: <laughs> Didn't see Jesus making the conversation. Didn't
2: see that quote coming. Uh, although, also, Takiyo spikes neck-like he looks bigger. features there. I,
4: by the way, I think the comment is wild. And Absolutely. It, and we're going to have Tyler Folgem joining us a little bit later, talking to NFL with Tyler. And he and I were working together back when he was coming out of the draft at Louisville. And Ty and I both got that one right. We said he should have been the first quarterback taken, not the mm-hmm. Baker Mayfields and all the other guys that went in that draft. Remember, he was the last pick in the first round coming out of Louisville. And it was because we saw the arm strength.
2: Yeah, you got to respect him betting on himself, too. How many people Absolutely. said you can't play quarterback at this level, period, and he goes on to be a league MVP? But I just don't understand how you say you can be the league MVP Twelve as times. a quarterback 12 times, and I still don't think you're QB1 Well, this the, I, I think
4: well, I think what the anonymous DC is getting at there is they still fear that the pure pocket passer more. They don't fear the Josh Allens. They don't fear the Lamar Jacksons, the guys out of the box, as much as they do in Aaron Rodgers who might stay in there. What they forget is Aaron Rodgers used to be a mobile guy, and then he became more proficient inside the pocket like he is today.
2: But I don't think it's fair to say that he can't throw the ball. Oh, no, he's he's got a cannon.
4: He He, he does. I think what they're saying is the accuracy, right? And that's the same hit on Josh Allen when he came out. Josh got a little bit better. We'll get to him in a second. I think Omar can improve in that category. The worry for me is the body. But when you look at it again, I'm so glad you picked up on that as well. He looks bigger. So to me, if he's bigger, stronger, he doesn't have to get out of the pocket as, as much because I think he can take some of those shots. I think sometimes he gets out of the pocket a little bit too soon. And instead of those big plays being afforded down the field, he kind of lets those bypass and takes the short yardage with the run instead of potentially getting the bigger play with his arm. I would... Not bet against Lamar Jackson this And year.
2: coming off the injuries late in the season, too, good for him to recognize that about his body and try to build on that. Yes. Uh, the contract negotiations obviously lingering over training camp right now for Lamar Jackson. He's thrilled with the way but he's Kyler not, Murray's went. But,
4: again, he's not Jesus.
2: But he's not Jesus. We have that on record. <laughs> um, he did tell reporters also as a part of that press conference that he does feel those negotiations will be cut off at some point, mm-hmm. and if they don't come to an agreement, you know that means it could bleed into next off season as well. Um, according to ESPN Ravens insider Jameson Hensley, though, there's more optimism than ever a deal could get done before the season. So I never
4: understand that. Keep that in mind. I never understand the old "We're close, but yet we might not get this. So we're gonna have to shut it down and then go into the season." I'm like, wait, well, yeah, I thought you were close. Like, we're close. Let's finish the deal. We yep. got a whole month before the season starts.
2: Yep. Again, if you weren't with us at the top of the show, DK Metcalf did get his three-year $72 million extension, Debo Samuel, the next receiver in waiting there. um, But looks like they have had substantive and productive talks, according to general manager, John Lynch. Let's continue with these quarterback takes though on Josh Allen. Speaking of which these go hand in hand, because this anonymous person said Josh Allen is a better version of Jackson. And I love him as a football player. I think he is erratic as a thrower And so he doesn't scare me the same way Rodgers does, but he's ascending. Also added, I think Brian Dable did a really good job. um, And I think he controlled the offense as much as Josh did. I don't want to say Josh is going to be on his own, but I'm not sure he totally has that command yet.
4: Right. That comment is right. And something I brought, brought up with Michael Lombardi, I worry about regression a little bit without Brian Dable because you saw the ascension in Josh. Certainly in years one. The
2: familiarity with Ken Dorsey doesn't do it for you. It
4: should be. But if Dable really is the guy, and that's why he gets the gig in New York, Mm -hmm. I do worry about that because I don't know how you drastically improve your accuracy. That's something that normally doesn't happen, right? But it did happen for Josh. And I I guess you can coach in those decision making processes and, and, and those progressions, and it worked. But now I wonder do you fall back on what you were as a rookie, which was not great with the accuracy for Josh Allen? So Michael brings this up all the time on Lombardi line. Shout out to Michael. Single wing. They basically started running a single wing. And after the win game against New England, which didn't go very well, and that's, we're not throwing that at the feet of Josh Allen and throwing the football, but after that, they became a single wing offense. And that's what Lamar can run in Baltimore. And it can be very effective, but it's not a pass-first offense. It's a run-first offense. So are they going to keep doing that? And how long can your body hold up? Cam Newton won he, the MVP. Well, and that's, in what, that's
2: what's good for him, I think, is that he is built bigger. Right, but right? so
4: was Cam, right? And Cam wins the MVP. They go 15 yeah, and one Cam to a Super was a, Bowl.
2: Cam was like a vegan and a pescatarian yeah, that, and stuff that, like that. So I, I don't, word. I honestly don't know if that
4: if that played into the the regression from Cam. I don't,
2: I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm a steak-eating girl. Um, okay, Wilder, right? Justin Herbert. One defensive coach said it takes more time on task to truly be a top-tier guy. With those guys. It's like going to Top Gun Maverick every single weekend because the stunts they pull are equivalent of pulling 11 G's and bending the airframe. It takes hours in the cockpit to operate that and not kill yourself and your team and crash the thing. I love, what a quote, by the way, but wild or right?
4: Oh, it's right. Permission to buzz the tower?
2: Can I tell you, when I went to see Top Gun, I watched it with my mom and-
4: (laughs) Wait, 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 the the Maverick or the original?
2: Sorry, the Maverick one. The new one. Yes. So we're in the theater- and we're sitting there, quiet, watching a movie, as you should be, and the incline going up the hill when, like, the, the big moment's happening. My mom goes, 10 Gs.
4: Like, full verbal
2: 10 Gs. She's All right. In. All right, Sherry, you do you. Continue your thoughts on this, The though.
4: Chargers, are, it's very similar to that. It's like, you know, in the original Top Gun, when they go, Gutsiest move I ever saw, man. To Maverick, right? When he, mm-hmm. when he went the negative G inverted, yep. right? And, he, and Tom Cruise just gives you one of these. That's what the Chargers are. They're like sexy, and they pull these crazy stunts, and sometimes they work, But then you go, why are you trying so hard? But yeah. like, that's what they do. Just dummy it down. Boy, genius. 2.0 U. Brandon Staley, that's what I'm thinking about. It's another meme, by the way.
2: Just make the playoffs. That's it. That's so, like, all we're asking. We don't need
4: all the trickery. We don't need all the sexy flying. Just Just land the plane. Okay. Find it, find a field and just gently get the plane down to the ground. That's all the Chargers need to do. The talent is there. They overthink it. They try to get too cute. They try to pull all these negative G. Blah, blah, blah. Just land the damn plane. Just win, baby.
2: Speaking of sexy flying, we're going to keep it in the AFC West. Okay. On Patty Mahomes. Oh. We love Mahomes because of his unorthodox throws, not because of his natural pocket <sighs> presence. And when that disappears, that's when they lose games. Nothing against the guy, I love the kid, but take his first read away, and what does he do? He runs, he scrambles, and plays street ball.
4: I mean, it's kind of right. I mean, if you look at what's happened lately, okay, it's, it's because that's, that's what he does. He makes plays up, and he, he's great out of the pocket and kind of broken plays. And that's a trend for, for Allen and for all these scramblers. All these scramblers are all, all kind of in the same, same field, right, that we're talking about here. Great quarterbacks, but that's kind of unorthodox. Right. And again, Rogers used to be the same way. If you go back to the beginning of his career, running out of pocket all the time, doesn't do that anymore. So can Mahomes then become a guy that does not leave the pocket, stands in there, trusts his protections, trusts his reads, and becomes an on-time, on-schedule quarterback? I mean, we don't see it all the time. I think he can do it. I don't have any reason to doubt that he can't do it. But I think that's still right. I think the comment is actually right. You saw it. Sometimes – We saw the the anti-Mahomes defense just drop everybody back and watch them scramble around and spin himself into a top.
2: That was a good mix of wild and right. And what else I really learned throughout this segment is boy, can I read a quote. Uh, Bet River Sportsbook <laughs> invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Yet I can't read a read properly. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. So whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Go to Bet River Sportsbook app or betrivers.com and make your baseball same game. Parlays today. I got through it.
4: Gutsiest, see, there we go. Gutsiest move I ever saw. Stormy. Wow.
2: 11, 11
4: G's. See, Tom Cruise was such a great actor. He didn't even have to say a word, in that response, he just kind of gave you one of these. You
2: know what's weird about Tom Cruise? Ever since I saw this on social media one time, that his like big tooth lines up exactly in the center of his face. What? I can't not un- unsee it. Oh no. Maybe in the break for later on in the show, we can get a picture of Tom Cruise's face with the, the line greatest in the actor in the People last need 20 to years. See it. Hit Dave's favorite segment coming up. Talking UFC 277 when we come back with James Lynch.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.